Good morning. Welcome again to St. Paul's. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Easter Sunday is that day which is meant to satisfy not only your sweet tooth, but also your soul. Now, Easter is not only the greatest day of the church year, it's also the only one that is set by the phases of the moon. Easter falls on the first Sunday uh, after the first full moon, on or after the spring equinox which sounds complicated, but it made ancient sense because then Easter coincided with the natural greening of the earth. And it was a really savvy marketing move by fourth century Frenchman, victorious of Aquitaine, because it encouraged our belief in the renewing power of God. As the, the crocuses were uh, popping forth and baseball uh, spring training begins. It was savvy, but it was misleading because spring is a natural event and resurrection is an entirely unnatural event. After a funeral, people go into the hall for the reception. They don't hang around the coffin waiting for the person to reappear so you can just pick up where you left off. The bodily resurrection of Jesus from the dead is unnatural natural. And while many of you joining us today are, are in, you've been uh, convinced, others of you, of course, are skeptics, maybe even a few cynics. Regardless, the resurrection of Jesus, if it's true, is paradigm-shattering, inconvenient, but impossible-to-miss event. So whatever brought you here today, whatever hopes, doubts, and questions. Let's explore together what the benefits will be to our lives if that unnatural event is true. What gifts does Easter want to bring us? Suspend your disbelief just for a few minutes and let's see where we end up. Leonid Brezhnev was the leader of the mighty Soviet Union from uh, 1964 to 1982. And at his state funeral in Moscow, Brezhnev's widow stood motionless by the coffin until seconds before it closed. Just as the soldiers were leaning in to close the lid on his coffin, there in that soaring citadel of communist and atheistic power, she quickly reached down and made the sign of the cross on her husband's chest. Now, either that ranks as a profound act of civil disobedience and personal endangerment, a believing that her husband was wrong and that the same Jesus who rose from the dead would still have mercy on her husband, or, or it was a cynical last-minute hedging of the bets a Hail Mary pass from a skeptic with all her own doubts. So before we look at the gifts that Easter brings, let's briefly address this issue of skepticism. One of the things that's remarkable about the section from Luke that we heard is that Jesus engages with the doubts of his followers. He doesn't dismiss or rebuke them uh, for having doubts and questions. Verse 38, why are you frightened? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, 
for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. Jesus is engaging intellectually with these men. I'm not just an emotional projection you're having. I really am raised, he is saying. The risen Jesus is willing to engage with our minds. And here at St. Paul's, we value space to wrestle with uh, doubts and questions that you may have about the resurrection. Because we want you to be able to receive the gifts of the resurrection that come with trusting it. Have you heard Mark Zuckerberg brag about having total control of billions of people's stolen data? Or Jon Snow's uh, moving apology for the dismal ending of Game of Thrones? If you answered yes, you've seen a deep fake. With deep fakes and the like on the rise, it's getting harder and harder to know what to trust. And so when we come to an unnatural event like the resurrection of Jesus, questions arise. You could say that it's simply a legend. But historian Tom Wright points out that if you were going to write a fictional account that would actually convince people, you would have made Jesus luminous, glowing. Maybe he's even hovering. Instead, what does the writer Luke give us? Verse 41, while they were disbelieving and wondering, Jesus said to them, have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. Seriously? He's hungry? A piece of fish? If you were making up a story, this would not be a good one. It's too mundane. Legends are not like this. Okay, but now... Uh, we have a scientific worldview that says that resurrection is impossible. Back then, people were uneducated and easily convinced uh, by miracles. The problem with that line of thinking, though, is that we're told several times by the writer Luke that the first people to hear about the resurrection, they didn't believe it. First century Jews were just as skeptical about people rising from the dead as we are. Tom Wright again. There were many messianic cults in the first century where messianic leaders died violent deaths. In not one single case is there a record of their followers claiming that the leader rose from the dead. They knew better. Look, if your leader is killed then and now, you have two options. Either you give up or you get a new leader. Claiming that the original leader has risen from the dead, that is not an option. Unless, of course, he did. While nothing in recorded history can be proven the same way that we prove things in a lab, the resurrection of Jesus is a better attested to event than most other events in history that we simply take for granted. And if you want to intellectually explore this more, great. We uh, host a very popular course here called Alpha. It's online and it begins on April the 14th. But even if you have your doubts, we should still want the resurrection to be true because of the gifts that Easter brings us. Two Easter gifts. Easter gift number one. 
the living Christ Jesus can meet our deepest desires for love and acceptance. The enforced COVID isolation of the past year has exposed the deep cracks in many of our closest relationships and highlighted the particular pain of uh, loneliness. Just as Harry Styles and Zendaya dominate teen bedrooms as first crushes, we're all looking for that one person, be it a spouse or a child, who's going to understand us and encourage us, uh, fulfill our deepest emotional needs. It's a recipe for disaster though, because there is no single human being in history, my husband excluded of course, uh, who can bear the weight of those expectations. And while here at St. Paul's, we care a lot about supporting relationships with the marriage course and connect groups, these crucial relationships are still not going to meet our most profound need for purpose, identity, and hope. There's only one living person who can do that. Today, we are not venerating a shrine of someone we, we want to remember. First century Jews protected graves just like we do. But within a few decades of Jesus' death, no one could even remember where his grave was. I mean, how do you lose the tomb of Jesus? But it wasn't a priority for those earliest Christians because he was alive. That one person you've always wanted, uh, who understands you, who's always going to be in your corner, that one person who's gone to hell and back for you, even though they know every skeleton that's in your closet, that one person, well, this Easter morning, you can have that great gift, that one person who will satisfy your deepest longings, the resurrected and living Jesus. Easter gift number two. The resurrection can give us an eternal perspective on the struggles of our daily lives uh, so we can find some meaning and some joy in them. Now, before COVID hit, uh, many people in our city lived really full lives, and that can be terrific. But there's often a frenetic quality about them. Got to make a certain amount of money. I've got to lose the baby weight. I've got to go heli skiing. And uh, as we slowly emerge from this pandemic, it's going to be the roaring 20s again, uh, wanting to cram in every kind of pleasure and achievement that's been on hold uh, for over a year. And that's understandable. But when your career still doesn't pan out the way you hoped and uh, the relationship disintegrates and you discover that online schooling really hasn't worked for your child, a terrible sense of uh, disappointment and frustration can just envelop you. Now, when I'm talking about having an eternal perspective, I'm not claiming that Easter simplistically means that one day we're just going to leave our stresses behind and escape to heaven. No. Easter means that heaven is going to come here because death did not get the last word with Jesus, Easter is a promise that God is going to resurrect us and one day restore and heal our material world. 
we have the promise of a future life where everything is healed and restored, resurrected. It's not that we're going to have our old bodies back, COVID pounds and all. It means we're going to have healed bodies, the bodies we've always wanted. We won't just get back our old relationships. We're going to be given the relationships we've always wanted. You never learned to sing? You'll sing. You're not a good golfer now? Don't worry, you will be. The ups and downs of our daily lives, they don't need to control us because there is going to be a new heaven and a new earth. If we don't get everything we want in this life, so be it. If we have to sacrifice in order to really love someone, let's sacrifice. If you have to take a, a financial risk so as to be generous, let's take the risk. Easter gives us an eternal perspective as a gift because everything that COVID has taken away from you, you are going to receive on one glorious final day. This is an incredible resource for hope and rebuilding our lives in 2021. An eternal perspective on life that will impact our financial decisions, how we parent our children, prioritize our time going forward. We're going to want to contribute to the well-being of our neighborhood as we emerge from this pandemic to help people rebuild their social connections, heal minds and bodies, because no one should be more socially engaged, both locally and globally, than followers of the resurrected Jesus. The St. Paul's community, as you've heard, we are involved in providing meals in Regent's Park and for those on our city's margins through the Rev's Kitchen. We're committed to revitalizing St. George's by the Grange, right by OCAD, and caring for people uh, who are getting divorced and are, are experiencing grief. And we do all of this? We do it because of today. Because Easter gives us the gift of an eternal perspective. And that as a community, we here at St. Paul's, we are a down payment on all that God is going to do. Easter is God's endgame, a stunningly unnatural event that brings us marvelous gifts, meets our deep need for love and acceptance, and gives us an eternal perspective to strengthen us. St. Paul's is a growing community of people who are learning how to follow the risen Jesus and allow the gifts of Easter to shape our daily lives. Easter is God's endgame. It can be your endgame too. Thanks be to God. Amen.